Hello people, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How are you doing? Welcome to another episode of This Dev Life where we talk about developer life challenges to face and how we overcome these challenges every single day. Yeah, I know. Today, we'll not be talking well about coding per se. Of course, we'll talk as we relate with coding. And with me today, I have Emmanuel. We'll be talking all about STEM. STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering and Mathematics. I hope my knowledge is still right, Emmanuel. <laughs> all right so we're talking about stem and the role it plays in sustainable development today and there's no other person that is an expert in that that i thought of bringing on the show than emmanuel and machete if i pronounce that right as well did i try Scott. yeah they're fine yeah they're fine yes. <laughs> so we have emmanuel who is a stem leader our system leader yes because uh since i've known him he's been doing lots of fantastic stuff around educating people in coding engineering technology and all those kind of stuff he's doing amazingly well and i thought oh let's bring him on the show and talk about how stem helps us achieve sustainable development so let's have emmanuel how are you doing sir yeah i'm doing fine and, and it's great um, to be here today i hope i'll be able to um actually do justice to the topic we have <laughs> right so uh why don't you go ahead and just give us a little bit of background into yourself so our listeners can know exactly who we're speaking with okay um i'm Emmanuel michael mhk and i'm based in lagos nigeria for now so basically what um my background i would be focused on like um that as i just said is uh, more of stem um but i've always put it in the idea of trying to use that to solve problems like especially the SDGs like the social development goals so um so I've done some stuff in coding um robotics then um space tech um, a lot of other stuff so actually Galileo has um um tech in uh, metrology from universe of technology Aquare. so at this um climate change, environmental mindset, although I wanted to do electrical electronics at first. So that pushed me towards looking at renewable energy, uh, clean energy and stuff like that. So so that tech um, vibe, that engineering spirit has seen it there. So just focusing on how we can use all of these things I've learned in um, both personally and both in the school space, trying to see how we can use all these tech tools to actually reduce climate, um, um, cl- climate change um and some of that is goals like environmental pollution and all of that so i've been focusing on teaching people about this stuff and for a while i think i was in 2018 i started using the slogan uh, hashtag stem for sdgs for for a long while uh, i think um some of my friends even like like stem for SDGs. so basically i think it was not until 2020 that we began to this 2019 or so began to actually design a logo try to like it's beginning to build up to just from an hashtag to like an initiative and now we're actually in the process of registering the company that's so just like, like a lifestyle like what's everything i do was like okay stem for sdg using stem for sdg so that's where we got to um doing all of those stem stuff and basically that's why i'm probably sitting in this podcast right now mm, okay are you looking to start a podcast like this Anchor makes it super easy to get started with recording and automatically distributing your podcast to the most popular platforms all for free. You can create podcasts from your phone, 
computers or bring in pre-recorded episodes and overlay them with free background tracks. Make money easily with no minimum listenership requirement. It is the podcast platform for all. Download the free app today from your app stores or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh, that's that's quite something interesting you're doing. And you talk something that really uh, sort of strikes a chord in me when you talk about uh, having to build products and services and solutions that help uh, combat climate change. As you know, today there's global warming, uh, the ozone layer is depleting rapidly, all the crazy things happening in the world right now. We need to actively, actually, as techies, look at how we can contribute to that, not just uh, cleaning the ocean, not just picking leaders and not dropping leaders on the floor, not recycling and all stuff, how we can do these things to actually make the world a better place for us, maybe not even us, maybe the children that come after because in 40, 50 years, we'll probably be gone from here. So make the world a better place for the people coming right after us. And we're talking mainly on two points today. And since you're the expert here, I'll throw the first one to you. Like, how do we educate career personnel, especially in STEM, uh, the people who do science, who do technology, programmers and all that, how would they be able to know or what kind of things would they need to do to be able to build technology products that are friendly to the environment and also sustainable in the long run? How, how do we even achieve that? All I know is I just think about writing code. I write my code, I deploy it to a server and it just works. How does environment come to play in me just writing my code? Okay, basically, I would I would want to start answering your question from saying that even I don't know from basically what you are saying, you already even define sustainable development because sustainable development has to do with development that uh, will not affect the development of the future generation. Like you said, something about for the future generation and things like that. And I'll go back to where my coding journey started. It started in 2016 fully. Although I had that plan to learn coding before now. Well, actually, I actually didn't have a laptop. So I was just using this Java phone, then Nokia or something. So I could not really do any coding with that. So I had the mindset that when I get to school, I go to Sarah Cafe, spend all night coding. But that didn't really work out. So um, in 2016, when I got like fully had the laptop I could use, I saw this uh, program called Copino, um in Akure. Then I joined them. Then I asked if I could actually even call to ask if my laptop with one gig RAM could be allowed to <laughs> do coding. So the person was like, no, just come with your laptop. So I went. And so when, when I went for that coding program, it was towards that program that I now saw the SDGs. They introduced us to the SDGs for the first time. I got to know about the SDGs in the coding program. So basically, mm-hmm. the SDGs started in 2016. So it was SDGs just started. So they were telling us that, okay, we have to learn to code, but we're learning how to code. Let's look at any of these SDG problems and try and solve them. So then mm. that's where I'm, I'm coming to now. So the idea of solving, so a lot of people just learn coding, learn this, but when you're coding, you are doing all of these things, you are trying to actually meet a need, trying to solve a problem. So mm. if you are if you have that understanding right from um from foundation of when you're coding, it will really help you to actually understand. So for example, now like my first coding class, I was the first coding program I did was thought about the SDGs. So definitely, I already had that foundation that, oh, coding is about solving problems. I want to focus on the SDGs. So you can see where that came from. So if people that are going to coding, like, for example, somebody like you that into tech space for a number of years, if in all your programs, in all your classes, you always introduce a bit of the SDGs to, this, to the people you are teaching, so to, we're already actually achieving our goals because they are going to be like, oh, 
guess i want to create a software this and that but i have to ask is it really environmental friendly is it really it's going to be solving a problem all of these things come to question because they already told about that from the foundation so the foundation really matters a lot if we begin to tell them this is from the beginning of their coding classes their coding programs even all the summer camps that we have in lagos nigeria and in benin and other places in Akure, in in um online the online programs we always make sure we introduce students to the sdgs as we teach them coding robotics stem or anything we are teaching them so basically the foundation if we start that but for probably for those who are already in the field they are not be doing this before we can still introduce them to it so just help them to understand that by the time you are creating a solution that is sustainable it will really last longer and creating something that after a couple of years oh so this solution is let's stop using it because it's actually affecting ABCYZ part of the environment or part of the sustainable development. So if you create a solution that is sustainable, it will last longer. That means your solution will be more relevant in the long um, long years to come. Mm. So this is really good. Like from the foundation of me teaching someone how to code, I teach them, hey, you have to think about the environment as you could you have to think about this sdg goals and there are about 17 of them well as of right now if i'm yes. still correct yeah yes, uh the goal to not have poverty no hunger good health and well-being reduced uh inequalities and all these things that are actually core problems in the world today because every man well of course is born equal well at least that's what we say and we should be able to provide a level pill gun for everybody. But this now builds another question from my mind. You're talking about these two people who teach coding, people who teach cloud and all this nice techie stuff. Now, as industry professionals, people who don't care about teaching anybody, because I'm just here to make my money. I learned code because I want to make money. Uh, when I learned my coding, there was nothing called SDGs or even whatever DGs might come in the future how do we get this kind of people involved in the sdg goals and writing their code for sustainable development okay like like i rightly said just before i ended up my first intervention uh it, it was i i was saying that um basically if you're as a business person or as a freelancer or or someone that works with the company you want to create a solution that will last for you for a longer uh, number of years just imagine you creating something that you already know the lifespan probably be like next five years or probably next two years because it's not sustainable. So you you definitely want to be interested in something that will make your codes or your program or your software or solutions be sustainable. For example, like probably I'm playing a software that would probably um uh, I I don't want to let, let me put it like uh, because I'm 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 uh I'm not fully into hardware. For example, somebody is not fully into hardware. You're just doing your codes and somebody gives you um some some project to do to kind of put the codes that will work on the hardware and this hardware when you saw the code you saw all this stuff that this stuff is working with something that is a fuzzy for for example i'm putting a code that will work on a drone that we're going to kind of um um probably plant seed or something like that and i discovered that okay everything is working on fuzzy fuel or i can say no why not we do, do it this way that's more efficient and more um, environmental friendly because I have that mindset of um, um, climate change and environmental stuff. So basically, also, there's a lot of opportunities in sustainable development because the UN, the whole world, everybody is looking towards sustainable development. So basically, um, there are grants 
when you attach your project to a sustainable development goals, there are grants that can come from there. It's a profession on its own. There's what they call um, climate finance. Yeah, there, there's what they call green economy. Um, um, recently, I'm, I'm open to having an event which is on green economy that is fully sponsored by a, a company somewhere. So basically, all of these stuff are opportunities that you can dive into. Even Adela did something that called um, SDG Challenge recently. So there's a lot of the um, SDG ARC, SDGs. Like people want to, think people are putting money into solutions that are environmental friendly that focus on SDGs. So if you're a developer, you want to make money, you're into business, looking into the SDGs is also something profitable for you because definitely you're going to get good returns for your money because a lot of NGOs, a lot of international organizations want to solve problems wants to do CSR projects, wants to do things that will touch lives in Africa, local communities, renewable energy projects. People want to mark grid. They want they want ArcGIS project that will be able to mark the old stations that will that not be mapped before. Whereby I want to map mm. probably a local local area. I could deploy a program that will help me to do run some softwares that will map that area and give me the proper number of people in that locality, probably statistics of um of people who are props, anything like I I the the the, the uh, position can just keep going wide like and wide because there are a lot of things that you can actually tap into both as a freelancer as a business person although a lot of people like I said that who are working for people who are freelance we really want to do projects that they are asked to do for example your boss gives you this thing so you just do it but like I said before if your boss is telling you to do something and you see that it's not sustainable or it's not environment friendly you can actually chip something up because you are the techie guy you are the chief probably are the one man in that space you want to listen to you if it's oh so why don't we use this solution which is actually going to be um, uh, more favorable to us in the long run than using something that's going to be very cheap now and probably going to spoil it or get bad data so basically as uh, a tech person in that space you, your voice your 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 your, your advice to intervention really matters a lot so both for your pocket and both for for your company organization you are working for yeah, thanks very much. And there is it, my very good programming friends who are CIOs and CTOs and C-levels, TOs, TEs and leads. When you want to write your code, when you want to put stuff on those nice, great Raspberry Pis and stuff, ensure there are stuff that can last long. I ensure there are stuff that are easily reusable. And also in you want to use things that don't essentially degrade the environment and that's pretty much it because you have that ability to make that decision uh as a techie it's our responsibility essentially to ensure that the world is a better place tomorrow just because of the things we do and that sort of brings us to the next intervention where now if we decide and say oh i've heard what you said dara i said i've heard what you said emmanuel that is just what you think and decide not to get involved what would be the impact in the long run for everybody next 10 20 30 40 years um basically the impact next 20 40 years even seems so far away we are already seeing the impact right now we are seeing um because because of my work basically i don't just do tech stuff like so fully like basically i also do stuff in environmental um so that's why it's like step for SDGs, environmental stuff climate change and um, plastic pollution so basically i have sometimes where i'm being interviewed by journalists about um climate change um, events and uh, there are a few of those publications out there you can just search for my name 
and you see a lot of them there. So, for example, uh, there's one we did recently talking about heat wave, and this heat mm-hmm. wave comes up more because of global warming. These are the songs that yeah. we have to wait for 10, 20, 40 years. This is what is happening right now. This is something that is already going on now. Just imagine, um, recently, uh, in, in my place, Lagos, here in Nigeria, uh, because of the poor power situation sometimes, um, for me, I feel as I as a climate change advocate, it's not a good thing for me to always put on foxes for a generator all the time. So I have to get like this DC fan because the room mm. is always very hot where there's no power. So it, all, yeah. all these things happens and it's kind of stop the flow of work for me. For example, I'm in my room trying to write some code or working on the website and the whole place is so hot and I'm sweating. Does that kind of mm. look so comfortable for you to walk? Like the heat wave is already here. We are already experiencing it. So yeah, definitely. You, 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 you as as a tech person, you want a comfortable place where there's AC and you're walking and you're coding. No, and and come to think about it again is that a lot of us may say, "Oh, I'm just writing codes. I'm not really doing anything that's affecting the environment." Like you, like I can code cost to them. You are actually putting on your gents for like ten hours. Like you're using well, you're coding all night. And you're like you're not causing problems. You're causing people problems. Yeah, you're you're putting carbon um carbon CO2. into the atmosphere. Yes. So basically, you are doing this indirectly without even knowing. You're just like, oh, I'm just a nice guy in my parlor putting on my generator for ten hours coding because I have a project to do. The more hours you put that generator on, the more you are depleting the ozone layer. Why don't you use something more noiseless, less pollution, and things like that? So basically. If you don't have that mindset, if you don't know about all this climate change and uh, environmental stuff, you'll be like, that's cool, it's cheaper, for But if you have that thought, you'll be like, oh, let me reduce my use of this and put solar power, inverters and stuff like that. So this is something we need to start doing now because the effects are already happening now. We don't need to wait to 10, 20 years. 10, 20 years, probably, maybe we'll not even be able to stay in our rooms again. We'll have to go and cold outside mm. in uh, under the trees. If that's if we don't have any trees. Inside the river. <laughs> Yes, or probably go near the beach, sir. Where you just get caught, quickly dove into the water and come back and keep on writing your codes. So this is things that are already happening right now. It's not not to take too much of our time. Uh, recently, like uh, before the coronavirus, I was in the, in this um public vehicle called the out in Lagos. So basically, this lady was in the vehicle and the office was flooded and I was also there. We just got stranded, could not move, and the lady was like, "Oh no." We have committed so much sin. We have sinned against God. Now God has decided to punish us with all this rain. The rain is so much. This is not how we used to be before. This woman was complaining. She was an elderly woman. And definitely she was right. The rains were not like that before. They are so much now. I felt this our sins. Our sins are so much. And this is not about... Probably I will say maybe it's our sin. Our sin of depleting the ozone layer with carbon. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can stop yeah. sinning and stop doing that, probably we'll, we'll have less, less uh, of all this climate change um, uh, disaster happening around us. And both in Nigeria and outside uh, or in diaspora and other parts of the world. Hmm. Thanks very much. You've actually shared a very bright light on this matter uh, for mostly what we think about. Well, I will give you a personal confession there. Many, many years ago, before I knew about all this SDGs and stuff, I was thinking, ah, this SDGs are just a fool who knows how to speak good English and that good people to get grants. But now, speaking with a lot of my friends, and especially knowing you, STEM for SDGs, uh, I've gotten to know that it's our responsibility to ensure that we do things that are eco-friendly. The devices we use from day to day, uh, the kind of infrastructure we use, 
the kind of deployments we do. Even uh, I'm bringing another guest on the show later on. Is a is a chief engineer. Is actually actually in a software company. We're talking all about uh, coding for sustainable development. Actually, how we write our code and how we deploy it to ensure that we write it that is safe for the environment. So how we can really take this code we're writing, all those functions and methods in JavaScript and Python and Ruby or whatever nice programming language you're writing, how you can write this kind of code to ensure that it's friendly on the environment. Uh, reducing server compute power, not really compute power, compute time, uh, all those kind of things that come to play that just generates heat, that generates emissions, that deplete use only. Those are all the things we need to think about as techies. So, whenever I want to write a code now, I think, can I reuse stuff instead of creating new ones? So, when I reuse, I know I'm reducing. If it's probably 0.00% of something I'm reducing, I'm happy with that. I multiply that by a million developers. Multiply that by a million servers running in the world. We are making the world a better place line by line of code. And that's what I talk to my listeners on this product about. Everything we do is about ensuring that the world is a better place. Inspiring others to do well. Inspiring others to do good. And you, my friend, have done good justice to that on the show today. And I want to say thank you very much for coming. I'm not sure, do you have any final words for our listeners on the show and how we can reach you, most importantly, if we need to learn more about these stages? Okay, my final words would be that uh, basically, don't just take everything I've said, Ukraine and Simka. I want you to also go and make a start for yourself. Probably if you have mm. questions in your mind, say, oh, like what Abdara has just said, like, how your codes, because people will be like, I'm just writing codes. How does that affect the ozone layer? Like, you don't know that the power you are consuming, like I said, and even like all these things you are using, like the softwares, the codes, like, for example, even when you look at um, data mining or mining Bitcoin, all of this needs power and needs a lot of all of these energies. So basically, what kind of energy form are you using? So all of these things are things you can do more research on, find out the facts for yourself, and see what you're actually contributing. You can actually calculate your carbon footprint. All of these things you can do. So it's not just like 30 minutes of podcast, probably. If that's not enough to convince you, that should be enough to convince you to go and do research and find out, <laughs> ask yourself, what am I really doing? So basically, that's what I would say. And I would say that if you want to reach me out, um, reach out to me rather, and, and you can just go to um, probably LinkedIn, Emmanuel Michael MHT, just search for my name. I, I bet you'll find me. Or Google him on Bing. Yeah, Google, <laughs> any of them will definitely find me because I, I, I try to do Google search and I always see my stuff there. So you see that's my stuff for environment or, or, or the other. Or then you can also go to stamp for sdg.org. Uh, we just launched the website, although there are still some few works going on it for training, the training part. But you can just go to stem for sdgs.org. You'll find um, some other stuff there. I could also be useful to you. So thank you for having me here. I hope I'll be able to thank you very much for um, the show. justice to the topic that we had for today. So uh, I'll, you did I'll step justice. back and hand over to Dari. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. And of course, for our listeners, uh, I'll drop the links you can contact. The most important ones, the website, the Twitter handles, the LinkedIn profile, so you can reach out to him to learn more and to ask your questions. Expect more questions, okay, uh, from this little session that we've had. So you can reach out to him and ask any question you might have about SDGs. Anything confusing you or any question you might have, or you can send them to me, I'll forward them to him, I'll straight forward directly on WhatsApp so you cannot run away from it. <laughs> All right, people. 
until I come your way again with another guest on the show, you know how I say it, stay safe and goodbye. <laughs>